And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I am host of Beyond the Woodline. And tonight I have with me Cindy Anna. Cindy, Cindy Ann Bueno. Is that how you pronounce it? Bueno? Yep. Like, good. Um, good break. Yep. Good yeah. to good break. I know. Okay. All right. Funny. Yeah. So where'd you get that long name from? <laughs> okay. Well, well, actually... I, I'm going to change it because I just, Facebook, so Bueno is my maiden name, and Good Break is my married name, and I don't know, I just didn't fix it on Facebook, I was, I think I tried to put Bueno in there for people searching for my name, I don't know, but, <laughs> so, it's really Cindy and Good Break, so. Okay, okay, cool beans, man, yeah. Uh, where are you at right now? My husband's going to be like, why is Bueno still in there? <laughs> so where are you from right now, or where are you at? I'm at, at home on my property in North Idaho um, until the end of October. Possibly a lot of things are up in the air right now. I'm not sure. And then we'll be headed, hitting the road, you know, kind of like a snowbird thing, but... um. And I might be going to Texas, and I'm putting together things for Texas. That's where I'm from, and we've got property down there in East Texas. So, okay, nice. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I recently talked to someone in in Idaho. I can't remember what part of Idaho she's in, though. But uh, she was on a show a few a few shows back, and uh, yeah, she had a Bigfoot encounter out there. Was it Angelique? No, her name was uh, Caitlin. Okay, where at? What part do you know? I don't remember. I know she told me uh, what part, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. You know, I've talked to so many people. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, she's in Idaho. She had an encounter out there. As a matter of fact, you know, she was like, yeah, I could never find anybody out here to go, you know, uh, uh, you know, she's in Idaho, Idaho Falls. To go out with? Yeah. Idaho Falls, but um, yeah, she's you know she yeah. doesn't have anybody out there to go out there with, and uh, you know to exploring, and yeah, she had a crazy encounter. But well, not like terrifying, but you know, of course, it scared her. But uh, you know, the encounter. Yeah, well, you know, she can contact me, and I because I know a lot of people in different areas, so um, it. I think I know who you're talking about, and um, we might even be Facebook friends. But I think she's more like around the. I, did you say Idaho Falls area? Right, right. Okay, so that's like way south. I'm like by Canada, so. Okay, well, yeah, I don't know exactly where she went camping because she wasn't like on her property. She went. They went to a camping ground somewhere else. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, but it wasn't like a typical campground. They do like I guess like primitive camping or whatever, you know. So they were they were at a, at a I guess a national park or whatever. Mm. Like oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Idaho. Uh, Idaho's got a little bit more activity than what people would think, huh? Well, um, yeah. Um, a lot of areas have, um, you know, Sasquatch activity. Um, where I live here up north, um, I do. Um, all of North Idaho, but I mainly live on my property and 
places that I go to like all the time, like Priest Lake is one area I can tell you about. That's north of here around 40 minutes. And then um, off the Columbia River, I've gone for the last nine years on the Spokane Reservation camping um, every summer with our team of women. Um, but since COVID happened, I have not been back down there and we actually am probably just not going to go back to that area camping um, anymore. But I had a, a group there that I also, you know, work with or they know me I guess but mainly here where, where I'm at right now um I'm in my RV but um I've, I do have a house and I have family staying in it so most of my activity is from around here and from my mountain I my mountain it's not my mountain but this this area the mountain I'm at the bottom of Hoodoo Mountain of all the names Hoodoo and boy it's it's got a lot of crazy stuff that goes that whole paranormal thing which I didn't want any, anything to do with but it's part of it so I've you know that's I've just got a lot of stories that don't make any sense and I was never a believer of anything other than the basics but too much has happened people have been here they've seen things they've heard things so I talk about that uh, part of it as well I never would have, excuse me, I never would have believed in a lot of the things because that have happened because I've tried to separate it, but I'm probably getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what actually got you involved in the subject? Um, so when I was small, I saw the Patterson-Gimlin film. I was like eight when it came out, um, I think. I'm 58 now, 57, 58, and I just saw it when I was young, and it just really affected me. I never forgot about it. Um, I'm from South Texas, but I moved to Dallas when I was 18, and I lived there. Um, and I moved up here in 04 with the, the, the Army, so that's what sent us up here. But I saw it when I was little, and I just never – it. I just – Never liked the woods after that. Um, and I've just always had a problem like with dolls and clowns. And I don't think that's by chance. I think it all has to go together. Um, you know, a lot of us, we're different. We're very intuitive. I didn't know anything about this till like 2010. Um but I saw the film when I was small, so pretty much that was what got me interested. And I started researching in 1999 in East Texas. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you were comfortable with, with talking about what part of East Texas in particular. Oh, um, yeah, no, I, I have no problem. Um, have you heard of the... So the team of people I went out with was seasoned researchers who grew up with um, Sasquatch on their farms. Um, you know, before Gimlin even filmed this, their grandparents raised my friends on their ranches with 
these beings on the property and they had, they had to deal with that. Um, and when I started looking into Sasquatch, which is like 1998, I started researching by going online and I was living in by Lake Tawakini where we still have property there and a house. Um, and I, <clears throat> I hooked up with some people like bear, um, Jim King, he, y'all might know him as the Bigfoot Outlaws, Kumbo. I know they got funny names, but these guys know, they're known in the industry and other people as well. Um, Luke Gross, he's amazing. Oh my God, he knows so much. He knows that a track in the woods. He taught me a lot. All these guys taught me a lot. Um, I had no idea they were in the south. I thought they were all up north. And I started going now to places um, like Boykin Springs. Lori Phillips um, Hood. I don't want to get her name wrong. She is um, one of the early pioneers in doing a podcast. Um, her and the group, I'm not sure of the whole history, but uh, they started Nightcallers Radio. Her daughter maintains it now, Lauren. I don't really know Lauren too well, but Lori lived in East Texas and she was part of the group and she found Boykin Springs and Boykin Springs has been, you know, everybody and their mother has gone there now since we have, we were the, like one of the first ones there as far as I know. Um, and that was an area where a lot of things have happened. Um, so Anywhere in East Texas, in the Piney Woods, the Big Thicket is sections of different forest um, in different parts of East Texas, um, if I'm saying that correctly. So in 1999, um, that was a big area for me. Um, Boykin Springs, let's see, even by Lake Tawakini, just anywhere out there. I mean, there's just off the Sabine River, Sulphur Springs. I just, I've just been in a lot of places, Austin, Texas, around, you know, out in the country. Right. So it's not just East Texas. It's, there's so many places, but the areas I went to uh, was also Southeast Oklahoma, Honobi or Honobia. I'm not saying it correctly. Nobody ever does, I don't think. <laughs> Honobi. We, yeah. um, would take our horses there. We also had family there in Tallahina and I've had many, many, many encounters there as well um, on horseback and just out camping. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you named so many good spots here in Texas. Uh, you know, I've been out to the big thicket, you know, uh, I've never been at the Boykin Springs, um, but I've been at the Davy Crockett, the same Houston forest. Uh, yeah, and around Austin, uh, particularly uh, Dripping Springs, and you okay. know, yeah, it's it, it's funny that you say that uh, that around Austin, because I don't think people realize that they're out there also. Uh, like in the hill country, there's a lot of sightings out there in, in the hill country, which is where Dripping Springs more or less is. And uh, I have family; they've got land out there. They probably had it a good thirty years at least, and. Uh, they came up to me a few years ago and told me that, hey, we think we got these animals on our property. They started telling me everything that, w that was happening, and it was just, you know, textbook stuff, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so probably two of the areas I could really tell you about are Boykin Springs and South um, Honobia, Oklahoma, and also Brown Springs. Uh, I've been there a couple of times. I actually was there this past winter, and I camped out with Big with Tex and some of the other guys this past winter there, December. And uh, I had some weird things happened, not or like paranormal related. Um, have you been out to Brown Springs before? I never have, but I know a lot of guys who have. Uh, yeah, they tell me that's a pretty good area to go to. But yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. They've got like other stuff I don't even like want to deal with, but I have to because I have it here too. Dogman, I've got Dogman around here. I've got one and it comes around. I can hear it. Because, like, it's just canine, and it's not a wolf. I spend many, many, many hours outside in my woods on my property. I was trying to do this video outside so y'all could see, like, the forest around me because I was sitting at the tree line, and I actually have, a, like, a stump there um, that I was going to put some garlic there, and I forgot what else. Um, but I, I never did, just because I never wanted to go down that road of habituation. Um, so I have I have mixed feelings about that. But anyway. When was the last time you actually came down here to Texas to did any kind of research? Just last this last November. Oh. I left I left in May. No, no, no. Sorry, I left the middle of April. And I came back up here. I got back home May the 1st because I, I had a doctor's appointment. I was trying to put it off. But, yeah, May the 1st. Um, and I went to Boykin Springs again with Ann uh, and Kenny. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're good people. good people. Yes, I know. I love them. We camped out with them. And Michelle Miller and her oh, husband, yeah. Russell. Yeah, they, I was... I was going to help them do the event, but we, we had to leave because to, it takes the places we were going to stop at on the way back home. Um, so I left a week before the event and I was like, dang it. So I was telling Michelle, dang it. You know, like I really wanted to, to stay, but I couldn't. I did the things that I, I needed to do because in the early 2000s, um, I was, we were in Boykin Springs, not Boykin. Yes, Boykin. I say Brown Springs and Boykin Springs. I get them mixed up. Um, I was in Boykin Springs in the early 2000s with Bear Kumbo, Lori, a lot of other people. Um, and there was other people there too. I don't remember. I think I blocked a lot out, but I was in the woods and I remember my best friend, Kelly was standing like probably 20 yards in front of me or maybe less. And I got hit up with something, but I was frozen and I will never forget that. I was like, I could not move. <laughs> like I remember I was like, look, looking at Kelly and that, that was a crazy night. We had a lot of activity. We had a lot of something. Um, the woods, um, there was a lot of, I'm trying to think of the amount 
because I, I know they people were were looking through their 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 night vision and you could see like all these things coming in and I couldn't move it see for a, it seemed like a long time but I'm sure it was maybe 15 seconds and then um, after that we were basically ran out of the area and the, the, the road that we came in was blocked with trees and just crap on the road there. Um, and we were in two or three vehicles and we ended up leaving. So they cleared the, the roadway and that was not there when we pulled in earlier in the night. So I don't know what was going on that night in the woods, but they were not happy. And my experience from that night was they were very aggressive super aggressive and I was so sick hours later I couldn't I was just nauseous and I was super tired and I didn't know what was happening um and at that time infrasound wasn't a big thing that was accepted a lot of people left you know at the whole explanation of it but um now everybody talks about it so but those are the things that would happen to us, um, to me and to Kelly, and some other people would have side effects. But that was a really crazy night. And then another team member was chased out of the woods to the truck um, by one of the uh, the Sasquatches. Um, but I don't want to tell that story because I don't know all the details. And it was just a crazy night. And um, we, I mean, we just spent thousands and thousands of hours out in the woods there um so that in southeast oklahoma were crazy places what are your thoughts on on infrasound is this something that they use on potential well, prey or is that communication i don't know i'm i'm not an expert i mean you know they i'm sure it's a defensive mechanism and it can also be used for control um, to control a situation like the example I just gave you um, it's happened to me many other times here on my property there's a section I wish I could take you back there there's a section back there where there's one shelter I know for sure there's one shelter that is in the, the my back acreage and I've been back there and I've had people that I work with, um, Colville Nation. I brought some people onto my property to help me with this, to interpret just what the hell is going on here. Um, because there's a lot more to, you know, to what is happening up here. It's not just Bigfoot, but, um, I've been hit up back there mainly and, but not as bad as I was at one night, just kind of like a warning um, I mean, if you want to get scientific about it, other animals use infrasound right. when they hunt. But as far as what I've seen is they use it for control and for defense right. um, situations. Um, I don't know. Um, I know other people that really explain it, like their opinion, what they think it is, but. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, you know, we don't know enough about it to really say this is what they're doing. I mean, um, 
if they're using <laughs> it for communication and we get in the middle of it, you know, it's going to affect us. Or maybe they are directing it directly at somebody and, you know, it's going to affect you. And maybe depending on the person, how sensitive they are or not, you know. And that's wonder, it. That's you know, it right there, how sensitive somebody is to it. Right. You know, we were out at the Sam Houston. Um, and we went down this dirt road. And it was me and Walter in one in one truck and Carl and Kimbo in another truck. So we were just sitting out there recording. And uh, we were maybe out there, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes at this point. And Carl's like, man, I, I, I feel sick to my stomach. And, I'm, and he's like, I think we need to go back to camp. I said, okay. So we started driving. And uh, right when we're going to get to the main road, I see his truck pull over. And he jumps out of his truck because he's driving, right? He jumps out of his truck and he just barfs all over the road right there. And we really? get back. Yeah, we get back to camp, and uh, it was cold that night. Like he went straight to the tent, went straight to, to, to sleep. You know, the rest of us stayed up eating and talking, and you know, talking around the campfire. He was in the tent all night. The next morning, he woke up. He was good. Yeah. yeah. So, like Kelly, um, would get like. Her eyes would get big and like watery, and um, she. I'm sure she was sick too. Kelly actually passed away in 2011. Um, after I moved up here, I've been down a couple, you know, quite a bit back down to Texas, and so I I try to meet up with other people. Um, it just depends. But Kelly would be very very sensitive to to the whatever the infrasound if you want to call it that she had a more of a re reaction than say i did so yeah almost borderlines on allergic reaction sounds like you know i mean i'm, I'm not saying it's the same thing but i think uh it, it, i mean it almost sounds like that right you know the, the swelling of the eyes the watery eyes you know? yeah. yeah um i don't think i ever got that i, I think i was more just sick and, and and tired. I mean, like lethargic. Like I, I just, uh, like I was floating outside of my body. It's just, you know, it affects everybody differently, but it definitely can make you sick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think I've ever been hit with it, but you know, I know people who I think have been. Like I said, they get sick or what have you, or uh, even get like disoriented. You know. And, mm -hmm. you know, and usually once once you get back to camp and they sleep it off and the next morning they're they're usually fine, you know. Yeah. No long lasting well, effects. Yes. What I what I can tell you um that is for sure. Yeah, this is just my opinion. Because I've researched in a ton of places. Um up here and versus down south, they are a lot more aggressive down south, but there are other things up here. There are different types of Sasquatches, like the Gugwe. I mean, if I don't even know if that's part of if it, that's a Bigfoot. I know there are they're bigger up here. Um, they're also big down south. I'm not trying. I'm not saying this correctly. There's they act differently. From my opinion, um, now I do have. There's an area that I go to up north, 
And I actually have a pinpoint on my phone. It's in Priest Lake because I go there quite a bit, like to pick huckleberries and things uh, to pick huckleberries and other berries, mushrooms. There's an area where a man went missing with his wife. They were actually picking berries in this one area. And I got a message from a friend who lives up in Coville, Washington, and he saw me that I was going to go huckleberry picking a couple of years back. And he sent me this pinpoint. So if you go on a map and you look at Priest Lake, Idaho, you'll see Coolin. It's a small town. And then you stay, you go straight up. There is a lion's head mountain on the right. It's like right to the left of there. So I have not been back to that area. It's not an area I go to all the time, but, and I tried to find the story of the missing man um, who was picking berries and I couldn't, but the guy who told me the story, he's Coville Nation and he is all over the place, like all the time. And it's not easy to talk to him. He's such a recluse. So I trust what he's telling me, but I mean, it doesn't matter where you go. There's going to be different types, but as far as rating them differently on a scale, I would say the places I've been to in the South, they are a lot more aggressive. However, part of my plan and of this past year, I wanted to go to two places, Brown Springs, and Boykin Springs. And I went to those two places and I camped out. I said I would never sleep in Boykin Springs ever. I would never do it again. Um, I went there with Bear and um, other people. I don't know what year it was. I've been there twice and I did not get a good feeling about it, especially at the cemetery. That was another area that made me like really sick and there was like dark entities I, I i was just i could feel um i didn't like it and i took i took my kid one time he was four he's 27 now he was four at the time i don't know why i took him to brown springs but we got a hotel we didn't spend the night there so i was able to go back and we did spend the night there um tex have you heard of tex yeah he has I've a show yeah, I'm on my show too. Oh, okay. So I was I camped out with Tux and some of those other guys, and um, I went up to the cemetery and my truck was closed and it was locked. When I returned, my truck door because I I slept in my truck when I was there and the door my door was open. Nobody opened the door. There was one person, one or two people at camp. We never left the stuff just out like that um two times i left and i came back um my truck door was open no explanation um i went up to the cemetery this time i was prepared we went at night um they just want to be left alone up there they're tired of you know this area being so overrun with everybody and their mother trying to go there and figure things out. Um, but there is something there um, that is dark. Um, 
I could feel that. But other than that, not a lot of, nothing pretty much happened to me. Tex was in his tent and I, it was one of the mornings he did hear something walking around outside and I think he might've heard a growl or a grunt or something. Um, so now I, if I go back down, I don't think I'm going to go back there. I don't, I'm, unless other people get together, I might go. Um, my, my next place I want to go, if I go back down there is to go back to Southeast Oklahoma. Yeah. So you said you felt something dark was there? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I wasn't afraid. It's just, I got a, a feeling of like they were trying to communicate to me. They just, the, the spirits just want to be left alone. So many people have been up there doing filming and, you know, there is other things there as well. I've had friends that have researched there. Um, and I'm sure you've heard of them and some are liked and some are not liked. Um, other researchers like DDoS, I know he's had a lot of Bigfoot encounters down there and other friends like, oh, I forgot his name, but I was terrified to go down there and spend the night. Um, so I slept in my truck, <laughs> but, um, nothing happened. It was just, so I'm. I'm, I'm glad I went, I went down there. It's like falling off a horse. You got to get back on. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen when I go down there. Um, I'd like to go out to the Sam Houston one more time. Boykin Springs. eh? maybe we now I was with Michelle Miller and that girl can holler like Michelle Miller. I love you. She's so funny. And uh, Anne, oh God, they're so funny. I love Kenny. He's so funny. Um, yeah, they're characters. Yeah, we did have some action as far when I was out with Michelle Miller. It was like just getting dark. I could, we could hear them off of the distance, and I was like, and then we we did hear a lot of rustling around when we were me and her when we were um, out scouting around. We we did there's something there, but other than that. Eh, Nothing much happened. Um, so I was in the area where I was stunned too. They call it dead end road. And we were out there. I, I was so terrified. It was stupid. It, 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 I can't believe how scared I was. Um, I mean, I, I stressed out about this for like over a week. So I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went and I got got it out of my system and so I feel like I've conquered everything down there um because now I formed a team this past March while I was still down south and we have um we have some things coming up planned and we'll be camping now and have you all heard of Angelique Benham? She had a crazy encounter. I tried to get her on tonight, but she couldn't come on. Um, maybe she can be on your show later, but 
she's on my team. She is Lakota, but she has she lived on on the Coval Reservation for a long time. She lives here in this area for like seven years, and and I met her like when she moved here, and we have researched together in the past. She's heard my audios. I've gone to her property where she lived. And it's insane, the things that go on here. I have i don't know if you want me to get into any of that, but. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to ask you, how long were you there before you realized you had them on the property? Okay, so I had been researching already, like, let's see, 99,000. Maybe four and a half years or five um, and I have, I've, I've heard just about everything there is to hear. So I already knew. So my husband came up here first and I stayed back in Texas and he had to find a place up here to live. So he, when I came up here in 04, I told him no house in the woods. And here I am with a house in the woods. <laughs> it was meant to be. I don't think that any of this was by chance because everything that's happened. Um, I knew right away when I when we came into North uh, on I ninety. You have to go through two Montana two passes. Then you come into Lake Coeur d'Alene and you see the the beautiful blue lake. And then when I came to my property, it's pretty remote, eh, semi-remote. It's very quiet. Thank God. There's no traffic or nothing. Moose come onto my property. I knew right away I had activity on here because I had horses. And it was a couple of days that um, I was outside and I heard something. Um, I don't remember. It was a, a far off howl. And I thought, huh, I wonder if they know I'm here. So I moved in in July and we went horseback riding up our mountain. And when I came back down, um, it was a couple of weeks later that I found footprints in where my horse's pen was at, where I feed him and water him. And I noticed their manes and tails had been messed with. And I called my son out. He was nine at the time, eight, eight or nine, my older. And um, he came outside. He saw the footprints. I only saw two. I didn't see like a whole bunch. But again, there's pine needles on the ground. And I covered them up because at this point, I'm not really casting anymore like we used to. I just, I really just didn't want to know about it. I like tried to shut it off. So now I've got, I see footprints and I'm like, okay, great. Now what? Because I don't want them touching my animals. I don't want them touching my horses. So a couple of days later, it started raining. So I took the cover. It was like one of those feed buckets. I just took it off and it they got rained on and months passed by and I would hear things outside. So right away when I moved here, I knew that there was stuff going on and um, 
it got really crazy. It got like out of control, crazy. Um, they let me know right away. They would leave. I would find rocks on my front porch. I wasn't sure at the time, but now I look back. There was because my house was brand new, and I would find like the craziest like quartz rocks on my porch. And I like one day I was talking about silver. I love sterling silver. I don't have any jewelry on. Um, and I found this rock and I still have it. I should have grabbed it, but it's on my counter in the house and it's silver. And it's like, if you look at fool's gold, it's like all sparkly. I thought about taking it in, but it was like, it was like right there on my porch and I picked it up and I found a feather one time. So I'm like, okay, because in Texas, I never experienced that. Um, and I did a lot, live in a wooded area in East Texas, and there was activity there, but I just never paid attention or because I would leave and research at other places. Um, so I knew right away there were things going on. You couldn't hear them because of where I live. I mean, the mountains, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. I can hop on my four-wheeler and, and just take off from here to all the way to mountain range. Uh, probably all the way to Montana. Um, and then it was a couple of months later in October that I said, okay, I'm going to try something and experience, and experience, experiment, experience from a experience. I can't getting it backwards. So in East Texas, I'll just tell you all really quickly. Um, one of my teammates was with, a group of people and they were at dead end road. Everybody's heard about dead end road at Boykin Springs. I was not there, but one of the gals let out a, I think a distressed call, I think, but she let out this call and they're in their vehicle. And within like minutes, you can hear them coming. something, a choir, you can hear them coming in like a whole choir of them coming in and they're going a bit like a whole lot of them. And then they come in really quick and it gets loud and you can hear like the alpha male or female go off and then it gets quiet. Like, Oh, it's humans. It just got quiet. So, and I have an audio of that. Um, Lori Hood gave me a copy. She was really good at making copies and editing and all that. So she actually passed out a couple of these sample recordings and that recording is in there and it's insane. Um, so in October in 04, I did something and experiment. I wanted to copy that since they were here already. They were messing with my animals and um, I didn't know what to think. I wasn't sure. And um, I went with a neighbor on top of my mountain. Well, seven miles up. And I explained to her she needed to be quiet. And I didn't know we what was going to happen. She was like, okay, good. Um, I didn't intend to be there all night long. I said, I'm going to do this experiment. And she's like, oh, I want to come. So we went up 
part of Hooju Mountain off of this one road. And I made a distressed call. I probably sounded like a sick chimpanzee, but I did make this call. It's been so long. I don't, and I don't remember, but after 10 minutes, she was like, well, do you think we're going to hear anything? I was like, Susan, I just told you, I don't know. And then I said, okay, let's do something. Let's go to the other side of the mountain and let's do the same thing. So this time I went to the other part of the mountain. So I was on this side, which is the south side. So then I went to the west side, I think, of the mountain. And we went up this road, but we didn't go up as high. And I did the same call. And within a couple of minutes, you could hear them coming in like a whole choir, just like what happened at Dead End Road in East Texas. And I was trying to record it, you know, the old fashioned one, the old fashioned uh, where you have to like press a button and then you stick the, the speaker in there and it's hanging out your window. <laughs> well, I had this not truck it's not a jeep it was a isuzu amiga oh, i never forgot that vehicle it was blue and it was not four-wheel drive and i was so frustrated because you need four-wheel drive up here um so i'm standing outside of my vehicle i've just made this call on the other side of the mountain and susan bless her heart she's like well what do you think i was like susan Shut up. No, I didn't say that. But right away, we could hear them coming. And she's like, oh, is that it? Is that it? I'm like, what? Well, then they're coming in like so fast and like really fast. And then I'm like, oh, crap. So we both got in our vehicles and I'm trying to record this and it's not working. Um, it gets quiet. And I'm like, oh, my God. And she's like, we just heard that. I said, yeah, we just heard that. And she's like, that's just like your audio, like that audio that you showed me. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Now, I turned on my vehicle and I had to back it up. And then I took off. I didn't go home right away. Well, let's see. I don't now. I don't remember. I eventually came home. I'm not sure if I went a long route home or if I came back, but um, that was, that's three miles from where I live, where that happened. And she was so freaked out. I was freaked out. I thought, Oh crap. That probably wasn't a good idea. I dropped her off. She's a couple of acres over and I came home and I ran in the house and I thought, Oh shoot. So it was after that that things ramped up around here and um, it got really crazy. Um, and in 2006, 2005, my husband's unit got called to go to Afghanistan or Iraq. And, of course, I wasn't happy. Um, we got the phone call and it was the commander's wife. She is my best friend today. And she needed to talk to my husband, well, her husband. So I handed my husband the phone. I was like, what's this about? And she was like, 
don't you know? Haven't you heard? And then I got that feeling in the pit of my stomach. And I was like, no, Catherine, we were gone all day. Ron wasn't at work. And she's like, well, it's official. They're going to Iraq. I'm like, crap. So I gave my husband the phone. And it was dark. And I said, I'm going to go feed the horses. So I went to my backyard to the barn that we made and I fed them and I noticed one of the feed bags had been dragged there was like a little trail of feed off into the darkness well heck I wasn't going to go look because my backyard light was only one light that was didn't cover that much like today I do have a light. It's, it's like a daytime light, but I don't have a lot of lighting back there. My husband just isn't a big fan of having a ton of lights all over the property. Um, but I remember walking in back of the barn where it was pretty dark because I just kept thinking about what's going to happen. Um, this place was not home to me. I was here only temporary. Like now it's home. And um, I, I was crying. Um, sometimes I can't tell the story. I get emotional, but thank God not today. Um, I was pretty, I was, I didn't, I mean, I was really scared. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then I heard a noise from the backwoods, like a cooing. And I hopped up and I ran to the light and I looked in the house and my husband was hanging up with his phone call. And then I heard it again, but not as loud. And it was like of concern, like, Ooh. and I've, we, I've heard that before in East Texas with other women that I've been researching with. We've heard that. And that was the first time I heard, I heard her. I named, I I say her because I don't know of any male that would do that. I mean, I suppose that's possible. But going off of feelings, I'm just making an assumption. Maybe it was a female. And um, I looked into the darkness and I was thinking, wow, where did that come from? And then I could hear her leaving in the back property I could hear movement. And then at that moment, my husband got off the phone and I was standing there. I was really um, just shocked because things were just happening so fast and I was going to quit researching. I was going to be done with the whole thing after that incident in Boykin Springs. And um, I mean, I was going to be done. So here I am in a house in the woods past my neck with things that are happening um i didn't know what was going on um and then at that moment i heard a like a roar off the mountain and i closed my i went in the house i closed the sliding glass door and the phone rang and my husband answers it it was my neighbor susan and the one who went up the mountain with me and she's like hey um did you hear that? I was like, the noise off the mountain. She's like, yeah, was that a roar? I said, I think so. And 
she's like, she wanted to talk about it, but I said, Susan, I've got to call you back. Um, cause I wanted to talk to my husband about like, well, what's going to happen now, but we didn't, he just turned the TV on and I was like, to me, that's a sign of it's not a big deal. And I'm not going to make a big deal about it. You know, we signed up for this. I knew this could happen. So I said, so you're going to Iraq, huh? He's like, well, I don't know. I've just got to get the guys ready. He was over the motor pool. So I was like, okay. And then that was that. After that, I've, I, I named her. I gave her a name, Keela. I don't know if it's a female. I'm assuming I did see her one time in, what year was it? I have, I have a pet cemetery, and I've had a couple of dogs pass away. And I had one dog that was, she was like 20 years old. I had another dog that died. She was a soldier's dog, and I had her for three years. When he went to Iraq, then when he came back, she didn't want to stay at his house. So she lived with us, and then she'd go to his house. He's my neighbor, and he, we shared her. Well, she died, my other dog died, and I was having a hard time with my dogs passing away. And I remember I went out into the woods. I was kneeling down where one of my dogs had been buried. And okay, I'm not going to cry. Um, I felt an, another presence there. Um, and I looked up and I could see her red eyes. It was dark, but I could see her like she must have stepped out from behind a tree. My property is it's open, but it's very wooded and everything around me is wooded as well. And I saw her very briefly and I was just like, I wasn't scared. You know, she was there in another moment of crisis or being sad or when I just, she's come around another time, but I did not see her. That night was probably the, one of the craziest nights of my life as far as for validation. And um, her eyes were not like glowing red, but they were like just changing like maybe not this color but like more of a like a red orange not just red and it changed but i could feel i could feel her i don't know how else to describe it to you um and she was there i saw her and she was gone it was crazy um and she's come around a couple of times when things have happened around here my husband had open heart surgery in 2016 and the doctor said to get everything in order he retired from the army in 08 but in 2016 after years of um, discovering he had this um aneurysm in his heart and then his valve, there was a problem with it. The 
doctor said, okay, it's time to have surgery. And it was a, it's a, you know, sur- any kind of open heart surgery is dangerous, but there was something about the area where this was at. So um, he had the surgery and, um, you know, we were all praying that he would survive and he was at home. It was July. I remember that. Um, we had our window open in the, the back bedroom and me and the kids were watching TV and my husband said, Hey, what's that noise? And I went back into the bedroom and I was like, what noise, what noise are you talking? And he said, well, I just heard like, like a, woo. and I was like, really? And I was like, so I went to the kitchen and I opened the sliding glass door to look out to where I can see my horses, where I feed them, but it's dark. So I look at my dogs. My dogs were fine. They weren't acting weird or anything. My horses were fine. So I just was like, well, I don't know. So she's come around a couple of times and uh, I just gave her a name and um, I'm assuming she's a female, but she seems to be interested. Um, They've watched my children grow up here. My youngest was two and my oldest was eight or nine. And now they're, they're all grown. It's, it's crazy. So Keela, that's what I've named her, is she's come around a couple of times. And I did see her that one time. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool that, you know, that she comes around. It seems like to me like she's just uh, not necessarily keeping an eye on you, but keeping an eye on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, she, she has an interest in you. And uh, maybe she's just, you know, like I said, not watching you, but yeah, I think that's probably sounds better. Not watching you, but just, you know, keeping an eye on you, making sure yeah. you're good, you know. So one thing I would like to point out is that one thing that I, what I used to do is, um, so we're on a time basis here, so I'm trying to hurry up and um, break this down for you. So starting in 2010, I just started noticing other things happening around here. For example, uh, one day I was taking the kids to the bus stop. I picked up the neighbor kid basically 10 acres down and it's two blocks over and the bus comes really early. This was, I don't know, maybe 2007, eight. Um, I had a flat. I had a I was like, are you kidding me? And we were running late already and it's dark out in the morning because it's October and it's like um, 6.40 a.m., 6.45. And so I pulled over. I was like, crap. So I'm 10 acres down and it's daylight. I mean, daybreak, whatever. Um, but it's it's still dark. Um, and I was like, okay, y'all need to run to the bus stop and just hurry up. So I left my car there and I started walking and I passed my neighbor's property. His house was not built yet. So that was six acres, heavily wooded. There's no house there. I'm walking home and I hear my name. Ugh. I get, I still get, it creeps me out. Um, I heard my name and I stopped and I looked into the woods and I was like, what, who, what are you like? What do you want? 
Um, but I'm not one for any of those paranormal stuff. That's not my thing. So I just went home and told my husband about the car. And um, another time uh, we had our horse trailer was parked next to the house. And uh, I had to go outside to get to go to my neighbor's house to borrow something. So I called my neighbor and I said, hey, can I, you know, and she's like, sure. So I was walking outside and I was going to go through my woods to her house, which is right back of here. And um, the horse trailer started shaking like it was possessed. So I thought, well, maybe a deer got caught in there. This baby deer would, I think the, the mama died and people around her were feeding it like idiots. It was a male I think it was a male. Yeah, it was. So I thought it was that deer that somehow got into my two horse trailer. Um, and it was shaking. I was like, did what is in there? I wasn't scared at all. So I looked in the horse trailer. I hopped up on there. There was nothing in there. And I remember that scared me big time. Like Even right now, just talking about it. And I remember I started praying like I was praying and I said, leave. And then I walked to my neighbor's house and she said, you look like you've seen a ghost. And I started laughing and I told her what happened. And she actually walked back here with me in, in the dark. So now it's dark. She's got a flashlight. I was like, look, there's nothing, there's nothing in there. And she said, there's probably a good, explanation for what happened and i don't know but we've had a lot of other things happen is what i'm trying to say for example i have a lot of audios like i played some for you um i've caught chanting i have caught drums like from the days gone by something happening in my woods i it's so a lot of things were happening paranormal wise that I was just trying to keep separate and I couldn't. And I mean, I could talk to you for three hours, how they go together. Um, so after that, I was like, fine, whatever. So one day I got a audio and uh, it was like 1130 at night. The chipmunks are going off. Chipmunks don't go off unless there's a predator around that late at night. And it came from my backwoods. I had my audio out on my back porch. And the next day when I started hearing it, you could hear the chipmunks go off. And then you hear this. It sounds like a gorilla and a wolf and a tiger all going off, like mixed together. And I've sent that to Josh Turner. He's played that on his channel um and so who knows um my son has had encounters my younger son he's had encounters um i've i'm i'm being told there is a dog man around here through some of the first nations people i'm working with um so i've learned how to clean my land walk my land um i've been taught how to set my intention um, I did that. I started doing this a long time ago because my animals were being messed with. Um, not necessarily in a bad way, 
But in 2017, um, that is when things started changing for me. Um, I wasn't even home and my house was smacked. It was Memorial Day weekend, the Monday before, because I used to work two nights a week, Monday and Fridays. And I worked the same hour, six to like 1030 or on Fridays, it could be midnight um, for some of my friends in the next town over with their children. Um, and I came home this one night on Monday. This is May of 2017. And I, you know, I had something a cocktail to unwind. Um, then I went to bed and my neighbor texted me. I didn't read it. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll read it in the morning. So I went to sleep the next morning. I woke up my husband who doesn't really care about this topic. It's not that he doesn't believe or that he does believe. He just doesn't care. Um, he did have the encounter in Southeast Oklahoma, but his, opinion is he just doesn't care um and he has no, no interest in this topic whatsoever um so the next morning when he was getting ready for work um i didn't know what had happened but he gave me that look like he wanted to tell me something and he said i'm going to tell you something and i'm going to tell you once and i was like because he's told me that like one other time when he went to southeast oklahoma he said something slapped. He said slapped. I was like, what? He said something slapped the house last night before you came home. Like, I don't know, maybe half an hour. And I grabbed the rifle and I went to go look outside and the dogs were fine. So I just went back to sleep. I was like, really? So of course I'm trying to get more information. And I said, so something slapped the house? Like, slapped it or hit he's like so, so now he's getting annoyed <laughs> he's like slapped hit i don't know maybe it was a moose i'm like a moose no no a moose doesn't slap the house because we have moose and elk here and um i'm like okay that's fine that's fine and i said oh ken texted me my my neighbor so i read the text and my blood ran cold he said, hey, Cindy, um, there's something out here. So whatever was here, walked through the woods to my neighbor's house. He said his animals were acting weird. His cats were hissing. He said his motion lights were going off and they never go off. So like deers have gone in front of his motion lights and they don't go off. So I was like, okay, that's crazy. And then when I got to the bottom is when... I just froze and my husband's like, what's wrong? So I read it to him and I said, after his animals were acting crazy, his wife had to, has to go to bed because she's a nurse and she has to get up really early. He was, and they have big windows in their bedroom with no curtains, at least at that that time he was looking outside of his windows and his one cat there's a feral cat that they would feed he said this cat was pressed against his sliding glass door and he opened it and it ran inside and he was like what is up 
So he got his pistol. He thought, well, maybe there's a bear outside or something. So later, after his wife had gone to bed, um, he was looking outside his bedroom window and he saw something like literally in his driveway, which is like a horseshoe. It's like, you know, like a horseshoe driveway. Um, and all of his front yard is nothing but woods other than the driveway. And he saw something standing on two legs off to his left and it was sniffing the air. Like, what do you mean sniffing the air? He said, Oh, it was a bear. I was like, Oh, really? So, so basically my husband is like, yeah. So I'm like, so something was here, Ron, it hit the house and then it went to next door his animals are acting crazy. I mean, come on. You heard. And he's like, well, uh, he made a smart comment, you know, and I was like, you're going to work. You're going to leave me here. He's like, yes, Cindy, I've got to go to work. So he left. I was freaked out. I called my friend, a real estate agent, and I said, how much is my, how much can I get from my, from my home? And he's like, why? I was like, just how much can I get for my home? I'm done. I'm moving. And he's like, are you okay? I was like, I told him basically what happened. And he's like, oh my gosh, do you really believe that happened? I was like, look, Ken, yes, I do wholeheartedly. And then I had actually gone to talk to my neighbor, um, try, and he doesn't even know I'm into Bickford or anything like that. Um, he said, my neighbor said, I don't know what it was. It had to have been a bear. And I, he said, I slept with my pistol all night long. Well, why would you sleep with your pistol if it was a bear? I don't think your bear can get in the house. And I remember he just like looked at me when I said, it wasn't a burglar. We know that it wasn't human. And I said, so how tall do you think it was? And he would say, maybe... I don't know. He kind of mentioned, pointed up and that was like eight feet. I was like, that's a big, big ass bear. Wouldn't you say? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. And he said, but what's funny is that it had a nose, like skinny, like, like a dog. And when he said that my whole, just like everything on me just was like, holy, mm-mm. Nope. So after I hung up with my friend, he's like, just calm down. I was like, are you, I'm not going to know. Hell no. How much can I get for this house? And then I called my other friend in Alabama and he called me back and he was like, Cindy, you will be fine. Just calm down. Um, you can, nothing's happened since. And I was like, well, then why the hell was my house smacked? And he was just laughing and he's like, I think you'll be fine. So my husband comes home and he hears me talking about this. And he's like, Cindy, if we sell this house because of that, that's going to be it. You're never going to go out again. Kiss Bigfoot goodbye. I'm like, I've got this. And he's like, where do you want to move to? The city? That ain't happening. An apartment? That ain't happening. I was like, Maybe we can move, find a house with no woods. He's like, 
No. I was like, okay, okay, fine. I will be fine. So after that, I just dealt with it. And I've heard, I've just had a million more things. They, they come around all the time. And I, you, you can hear them. I have other audios. Maybe you can play one day. We can do a whole show, just my audios. Um, and in 2017, later that year, we had a dog die. My son's dog died. And I started um, really recording. Um, and I was like outside all the time at night, but mainly in the morning at 530, I'd go outside, I'd get coffee and I'd go outside. And um, it was September when we got Gunner. He was seven months old, a black lab. And I put out my audio one night, six months later, we've had him. And I put out my audio and my son had some friends over. They were like 14, 13, 14. I don't remember. He's 19 now. So that was, he might've been 14 at the time. So my husband was out of town working and it was like 12, 15 and I was going to bed. So I got my audio out. And I put it on the front porch and I checked on the kids, went to sleep and I woke up because my dog ran on, ran into the bedroom, ran right on top of me. He's cold and wet. There was still some snow on the ground. It's March of it's March going into April, March 31st. So, um, He's cold and I get up and I walk back into the living room and I was like, oh, I closed the doggy door and I went to bed, didn't think anything of it. The next day I woke up and I heard my audios. I started listening and within five or 10 minutes, you can hear a dog barking. And I wasn't sure if it was the neighbor's dog and I heard it like three times because right after the dog barked, you could hear. So Gunner, it's Gunner. He is in my front acreage, an acre over. We had we had to put up a fence because he was getting out. So um, he's barking, and you hear this roar, like really intent it's loud and he's barking and then the the roar it keeps he keeps making this sound from across the street there was across the street there was nothing there at all so i was like that's crazy i was pissed so i walked outside to the road to the outside of the fence and i walked the length of my property and I was looking around. There's a huge game trail there next to my next to the fence. So here's the fence. Here's outside. There's a huge game trail that goes and it keeps going across and probably up the mountain. I have different game trails on my property. But I could see where Gunner had he was trying to dig where he was at, like he's trying to get out. And the fence, it's like ranch fencing. It had been like pulled back on the other side 
I was like, I don't think so. So after that, I had a friend come over and she showed me how to, she cleaned my property and she, which I knew this already. Um, she taught me how to protect my animals. You have to say, uh, you know, don't touch my animals. You're welcome to pass through my property. But this one was not welcome. So I looked across the street and it's daylight. It's in the morning time, like maybe nine something. And it's sunny out, but it's cold. And I'm like, nope, you cannot stay here. And my son came out to the road. He's like, mom, what are you doing? I was like, look, he looked down and he's like, what did that? The, the fence looked like it was peeled back. So we actually had to get a whole bunch of rocks and like, we just peeled it back down just to fix it. Cause it needed to be like majorly repaired. So we had to just put a whole bunch of like rocks there to keep it down. And I was like, that's crazy. Um, and I played the recording for my son and his friends because that next night they were still camping out again. And these kids up here will take off on the four wheelers and like at midnight, they will go running around in their car hearts, you know, dressing warm. And the kids had come in and they said, we hear something across the street breathing really like something big and his friend came in the house and this is what's funny i played the audio for them and they're like dude what's that it was so funny i was like this is what growled at gunner last night y'all were sleeping in the rv this is what happened and this kid goes oh that's not a big fat i was like then what was it a wolf? I don't think so. A bear? No. And he's like, well, my mother says there's no such thing as Sasquatch. And I was like, okay. So what's funny is that night they heard the heavy breathing across the street and it scared this kid so bad he had to go home. I thought his mother was going to ah, I thought his mother was going to kill me and all this stuff, but Nope. He didn't want to stay here. He ended up leaving. And, um, yeah, that really, that really, uh, made me mad. And so whatever was here, I think it left because I didn't hear it anymore. But, um, I've just, that's only a couple of stories. I've had a lot more stuff happen on this property. Right. Well, I definitely need to get your audio and, Get it figured out. I know there's a way to do it. Uh, like I said, Streamer just recently did it up, uh, did an update, and uh, I got some other friends that do Streamer. I've seen them do it in the past. I don't know if they they know how to do it now with the upgrade, but I need to find that out. Um, yeah. So, you know, I can sit here and talk to you, and I know we're, you know, we don't, you don't have the time. It, it, however, I do have a lot of audios. I've got a lot more stories. Um. And if you can figure that out, um, I'd love to, if you, if you could like play an audio, I can explain it. Um, yeah. I, I do have a team now. It's, we're called Sasquatch Sisters Northwest. We do have a page. Um, it's brand new. Um, so it's Angelique Benham. She is Lakota. She lives here. 
I've me and her have researched for many years together. Same things happen in this mountain range. And then Deanna uh, is she's from Plains, Montana, which is just over the ridge. Um, and so we are um, like I said, we are brand new. We do have a YouTube channel. Um, and basically um, what it is is people send in their stories and Angelique narrates them. And we have like three or four videos up. Like I said, we're all brand new and we're just getting started, even though I've been doing this forever. And so has Angela and uh, Deanna. So we just came together to make a difference and to be the voice for what we all believe. Um, the Sasquatch, who they are, what they want conveyed. Um, and I actually have an event up here in my town. Um, anybody can find me on Facebook, Cindy Ann Bueno Goodbreak. <laughs> I'm probably going to change that, um, cause it is along and I have speakers, Kevin Llewellyn from Spokane, Washington. He was on the travel channel, but I mean, he's out there all the time. Um, William Basson out of Washington as well is going to be speaking Richard Williams out of Idaho, another guy who has, he's found a trackway. He's casted this trackway. He's got some great research to share with people. And I have another speaker who, for the life of me, I can't remember. And then my team. And it's on September the 17th um, that this is going to be happening here in Blanchard. So if anybody wants that information, uh, find me on Facebook. And then if you're out of Washington, like um, the Yakima area, we're going to be speaking at Legends Casino with other researchers. Um, and it's at Legends Casino on October the 22nd, I think. And you can get tickets for that as well. Bob Gimlin's going to be there. Um, so, yeah, if y'all are in the area, um, check out those events. And then we have other stuff coming up. Um, right now, our YouTube channel, we're looking for someone to help us um, do editing. So if anybody is interested in helping us out, then reach out to me and we can talk. And because uh, I'm not tech savvy and the person that was helping us, helping um, Angelique, they are just way too busy. So it's really frustrating. But what can you do? So. Yeah, if you could ever have me on again or even just play play the audios, I can, like, tell the story behind the audios. Okay, yeah, cool. And if you wanted to share anything, um, uh, you, you can tag me in it, and I'll share it for you. Or if you're not a member of my group, it's the Beyond the Woodline fan page. Join it. Okay. Post whatever you want to post there. And, uh, like I said, if, if not, just tag me in it, and I'll share it. It's nice yeah, um, and I, I also wanted to say that um, – we have other things here. Like I didn't even tap into it. Um, I am outside all the time in really early in the, or not like lately, um, mainly in wintertime, but I'm probably not going to be here till again, maybe next April. But I do, when we do stop traveling, um, I, I do want to get back to, um, being out in the woods early in the morning. Um, but my, there are other things here. I have stories of 
Thunderbirds, UFOs. I have stories of where I actually was standing in my front yard and it was 5.50 a.m. And I wasn't even going to go outside. I'll just tell you really quick because I, I can share this audio on your page. It's crazy. Um, I opened up my door, let my dogs out. And it's so dark. My husband's still asleep. My son, who is working now, he's driving. Um, this was 2019 because he was driving. Um, 2017, he wasn't. So 2018, he got his driver's license. And um, I opened up my door, let the dogs out. I can see the mountain. And I saw lights up there. And it could be the truckers. They will go up there when in the dead of winter. And I saw this light and it rose up and it started flying around. And I was like, holy crap. I grabbed my phone and I closed the door. I went outside and I closed the door and I was trying to film in my front yard. And all of a sudden I had pine cones being thrown at me. And you can hear when you start it, you hear my dog go. Arr. Then you hear pummeling of pine cones. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm trying to film this possible UFO. And then something hits my truck. I'm like, and then I realized they're throwing pine cones at me. Like, why are y'all trying to like, what's, why are y'all like doing this? I wasn't even scared. I was getting agitated. And in my video, it's dark. You see this light barely i'm trying to catch you can hear the pummeling and then you hear a a break in the woods they're doing everything to get my attention and i'm like oh my gosh don't be hitting my truck it was it was a i think it was uh, let me see 2019 i think we had just got our truck and um i went in the house and i was watching the video and i thought i wonder what that was about and um I have that audio, so I do say a bad word because I'm trying to film the UFO and then it clicks. They're throwing pine pine cones at me. So I tell them, stay the F over there. But then I'm laughing and I'm like, now you're so now you're trying to throw pine cones at me when I'm trying to film a UFO. So it's kind of funny, but I don't know what that means. I have no idea. But also, so that was 5.30, 5.45 in the morning when that happened. Four hours, three and a half hours prior to that, we were laying in bed, me and my husband, and we sat up straight. We were woken up to howling inside the house, inside the house, inside my house, okay? It was not the dog's. We sat up and I, my husband was like, what the hell was that? I was like, that couldn't have been the dogs because they were sound asleep. All three of them were asleep. So I got up and I went down the hallway into the living room. I was like, what? So I went back to sleep and he's like, that, what the hell? I was like, I don't know. And he said, it was probably just the dogs. It wasn't the dogs. The dogs were all passed out. So that that happened and then three hours later three four is when i went outside to film this ufo thing and i to this day don't know what 
what that was about. I mean, that was so they do crap like that in the house. How they did it in the house, I have no idea. But a lot of things, yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, cool. Yeah, definitely gonna have you back on our show. We're gonna talk a lot more about the other stuff that goes on there. Yeah, you sound like you got a bunch of stuff that that happens on that property. But, uh, yeah, my son was camping, and um, I don't know what year this was. Uh, but he went to an area where we told him not to go. It was state land. And he asked us if he could camp alone. A friend was supposed to camp with him. Uh, but the friend had to go home. So he called us. And I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. He cannot camp by himself. Well, my husband said, yeah, you can camp. You're fine. And I was like, we got in a huge fight. Um, I was like, are you crazy with everything out there? You're, I'm not going to get any seed tonight. That's just great. He's like, well, he has to come off the boob sometime, darling. I was like, oh, that's just great. Great. <laughs> so my son came home the next morning. I got no sleep that night. None. He came home the next morning and he walked in the house and he was just white as a ghost. I was like, are you okay? He said, mom. Something walked up to my tent, but it stopped and it sounded like a pterodactyl. I was like, what? A pterodactyl? And then it came walking around my tent. I was like, why didn't you call? He was like, I was too scared. And then what did you do? Well, left and he went to sleep. This kid has had different encounters. And I know I need to shut up. You probably we're probably running into overtime, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're, yeah, you go. we actually got a few minutes left. Good. Okay, so my younger son Justin, he's had he's had things happen to him as well. Um, a pterodactyl is what is that? A thunderbird? Was that uh, that? What's that? That bird from a long time ago with the like the the double tail? What kind of bird is that? I I I can't say it. I'm not sure which the pterodactyl, the uh, P T E S O A U R pedosaur. How do you say that? I'm not sure. Well, uh, he yeah, heard he heard something, and it was heavy, and it was big, and it was walking around. Another time, another time, he um, was on his dirt bike, and they were up on the mountain. He was with some other friends, and the trees they had stopped for a break or something and these trees were just going like this and all the kids know what that is. And they got back on the dirt bikes and they took off and uh, yeah. So um, his friends too, one, one of his friends, um, he's a little different. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with what happened to him, but they were all playing at this dirt pit, like a, a rock pit. And they were on dirt bikes and four-wheelers. And it was at the end of the day. And all the kids were leaving. He was the last one to get on his four-wheeler. He said he heard a noise and he looked up. There was a white Bigfoot, excuse me, 
standing in the tree line and it was looking at him. And he said, it scared him and he got back on his ATV and he went home and he, he told his dad um, and his dad said not to tell anybody just because they probably wouldn't believe him. Uh, but he told me, so that's good. Yeah. You know, um, you ought to write some of this stuff down. If you don't, if you haven't already keep a journal, you got some great, great stuff. Even if you don't write down the whole story cause the other one, or type it out, whatever. Well, I'm actually going to be writing a book. If I would just, you know, just do it because I'm so bad about it. Um, so that's the plan. So we'll see if I get if if I get it done or not. Yeah, I I I actually have someone who wants to publish it too. Uh, I just need to do it. So yeah. Yeah. I just need to make myself do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. I, I've I've been writing something for about. Almost a year now. I need to get. I need to finish it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So when it's done, I'll let y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> when you start, you let us know, right? When I start, well, I have you like, wow, I have the forward or something done. I don't know, but yes, yeah. um, I I need to do it. Um, I could write a book about Oklahoma. I could write a book about Texas, or I could write a book about just the South, and then I could write probably a massive novel about the Pacific Northwest here where I live, it's, it's crazy. So I will be coming back down to Texas probably. Um, unfortunately, my father right now is not doing really well. He has cancer. I probably shouldn't have said that because my family doesn't want me to be talking about it, but this isn't Facebook. Um, so things have been a little stressful lately, but the plan is, is that I am going to be returning to Texas for the winter. It might be the last time that I do this. I'm not sure. Um, because I have things that I want to do with my team in winter up here. And um, so it, it's just timing. Um, next year we have events coming up that people are coming to us to, if we will speak at them. So right now it's my event. September 17th, if you are up here in North Idaho or Spokane or even Missoula, Montana area is two hours, two and a half hours down the road. Um, it's free to get in. You just have to buy dinner from the establishment or lunch. The average menu is like something like $10. So this is to help the business out. And it's in a beautiful area out here in the mountains. And um, we're going to have some great speakers. Um, and then in October at the casino in, it's not, it's close to Yakima. It's at Legends Casino. Just type in Legends Casino Yakima and you'll find it. It'll pop up. Bob Gimlin is going to be there. Bob is a friend of mine. Um, and then next year there's a Medellin Falls event in Washington. It's, it'll be the third year that they're doing it and we haven't asked to speak there even though it's not written down in stone so we'll see okay cool beans yeah i got a chance to meet bob when he came here to huntsville a couple of years back so yeah he, he actually he signed, my, he signed my astros cap <laughs> oh how funny bob yeah he's yeah. he's pretty sweet um he's my he's my bigfoot boyfriend <laughs> 
cool. He's so funny. Oh yeah. Bob. Yeah, we talked Bob's... about thirty minutes about everything but Bigfoot, so that was cool. That was cool. Say what? I said we talked about thirty minutes about everything other than Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Oh, whoops, someone's trying to get a hold of me. So, yeah, um, I I have a lot of other audios, and I would be more than happy to, you know, as long as I'm available to come on here. Um, but Angelique, you have to get her on your show to hear about what happened to her, oh, my God, at Sullivan Lake. She's okay. the she's the kayak girl. She had a massive encounter. Okay. It's send me your info or send her mine, and I, I'd love to get a hold of her and talk to her. All right. Well, it's been fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. And guys in the chat room, everybody loved your stories, by the way. Everybody was commenting, so they love your stuff. Oh, thanks a lot. I can't see it. So, oh, wait a minute. I'm just hitting chat now. Whoops. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I messed that up. Sorry. It's okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You know, let's keep in touch, and I'll, I'll get your audio. And um, she clicked off on me, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, we got to go, guys. But y'all have a good night, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks.